podcast. J Train Jared Free coming live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it all works. That's how the podcast world works. There's no billboard. I got you. You're my billboard. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone you'd like, bring them into the show. It is a moment to put your brain on the shelf. Let your papa JT take the wheel. And if you have a question, an advice question, we love relationship, lifestyle, all that good stuff, friendship advice. I love a, a, a wedding conundrum, bridal party, bachelor party, Jared Free, uh, Train Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Very excited about today's guest returning yeah. to the podcast. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, new book out. Hilarious comic. It, the book is called You Can't Joke About That, Why Everything is Funny and Nothing is Sacred, and we're all in this together. Cat Tim, thank you for coming on. Yeah, I was trying to remember when's the last time we were at like Stand Up New York Lab. Yes. Still way back in the day I was on with you. Way back when? Way back when. But the book is, I'm excited about it. It's uh, just about everything's funny. I talk about a lot of really crazy stuff that I've been through and how laughing at it helps. So, So is it... A personal memoir of sorts is it? Is it? Uh, you know, when you see this title, yeah, because you know where your background, right? That people might know you, Fox News, and right. Being in that world, you see this title and you go, "You can't joke about that." You can joke about everything. You go, "Is it about like the cancel culturally world?" But that, it's interesting that you're like, "No, this is about my life and yeah. things I've gone through." And how making light of it helped me along the way, right? Right. Part of it's about the cancel cultural stuff, but not... I'm no libertarian, so I'm not a Republican mm. or a Democrat. So it's got examples from both sides uh, and then also mostly from my own life. So that's why I'm sitting on a coffin. To make it clear, I'm talking about like death, mm. illness, stuff like that. And I not didn't just, even notice the coffin. Yeah, it's a casket right there. I didn't. Which is that they rented it. <laughs> which I, right. You gotta, that, that's one of those weird things that they're like, okay, so what kind of coffin do you want to get for this cover? You're like, hmm, I didn't think I'd have to choose my exactly, own coffin. Exactly, exactly. But I got to do that. So it's, it's, um, it's a fun book. It's a funny book. Uh, do you, sure. I guess is there a sense of... I'm like, I want to get, you know, because it's kind of what podcasting is, you know, for comedians. You go, I want you to come into my world so that you want to come see the live performance. Right. I would understand that this is a little bit like, I want you, you can laugh at anything. So yeah. you're talking to, you know, you're on Fox News. Maybe you're talking to a Fox News items of like, they're going, you can laugh at anything. And then they go, oh my God, I'm reading about Kat's life. Right, about you know? my life. And then also I've always defended, for example, Kathy Griffin. Like I right. never thought, I don't think anybody ever thought she was actually going to kill the president. Like the fact that there was a Secret Service investigation mm. to me is like a little wild. Someone uh, that just came up the other day, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, I was talking about some, her name came up with, family and they're yeah. like oh that horrific <laughs> kathy yeah. griffin and it's like it's weird that these things get the for some people and again it's easier to agree with people than it is to sit there and disagree totally, with people yes. and people feel more comfortable so you go that horrific kathy yeah. griffin with, with the head right yeah. and it's almost made easier for them to go head horrific kathy done done i can wipe my hands walk away from it and now they've just, there's their opinion. It, it's kind of like COVID with New York City people. COVID, New York in shambles. And yeah. you're like, I'm eating outside yeah. the way you're eating outside anywhere. And you go, I don't understand, but I do understand. Because I remember when people go, New York's bad, right? And I would go, that's fine. fine. Yeah. And you could see they were just disappointed with me. Yeah. I didn't go along. <laughs> yeah. See, where I'm, I, for me, it's if you go back to the Kathy Griffin thing, it's like you can feel like it's gross because I thought it was gross. But right. then it's also, I, it's, I stop before then you're done. Like, especially right. with comedy. It's like you make a joke. I've gotten in trouble for stuff I've said and it's never the stuff that I think it's going to be What did you either. get in trouble for? Uh, I made it, I had my, I had to get the police involved after I made a joke about Star Wars a few years ago. I write about that. I said really? that I'd never seen Star Wars because I've been too busy liking cool things and being attractive. Oh my God. And that's set off. I I, mean, I hit too know, close well, to home with some people. And you know what you're going after. You're looking yeah. to get someone. When you say, like, I'm too busy being attractive. Yeah. I didn't really care about Star Wars. You know that you're giving shit to. It yeah. is a roast. It yes. Is a, and it's a subtle roast yes. that has a point. Right. Like it, 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 it's a, you know, it's a, it's a very 
sharp knife that you've poked with. Yeah. <laughs> Especially some people were like, what? Like, then I hit, it hit too close to home with some people. I mean, oh, with course. like the incel well, vibe people. Go, well, now you're making people go back to high school and their yeah. most loneliest moments. And they want to come back twice as hard, which I'm sure is why you got police involved. Yeah, because it was bad. It wasn't just like, die, bitch. It was like, I'll be eight your house at 8 a.m. I'm going to kill you kind of stuff. And it's like, that's where you go. In what world do you exist? (laughs) Right. Who are these people? Right. And this joke wasn't, I didn't say, hey, Robert, I'm too busy being good looking. It was a general thing, a a zing. Robert, I would never have sex with you. You're a loser. But that's what they heard. That's what they heard. So in the book, what is the thing that you have made light? You know, you have a, there's a yes. coffin on here. So I'm yes. just, who died? <laughs> you know my mom died. Okay, well, yeah, I'm my very, mom died. Like, right. like uh, it'll be nine years in November. Mm. And I felt like everybody was so weird around me after I said that, that they'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then I just, ha- I started saying, it's okay, you didn't kill her. And it's right. like, ha, 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 because whenever you're going through something tough, uh, it's way worse when people around you act weird. Right. And, you know, I guess there's an element of like, what do I do? What yeah. do I do to like, Make sure that this person knows I'm there for them. I'm there, but not in the way where I'm going to change my life for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Uh, but I, I want to be, but I also don't want to offend them. Right. Because, you know, listen, I, I have a friend going through a death of a parent right now. And, you know, I sent a message, you know, they, I sent a message. Hey, I'm here for you, whatever you need, even if you just want to talk on the phone. And I'm just trying to be there. But also, I don't know, like, and then I followed up the next day. How are you holding up? But I also don't want to, like, I don't want them going to everyone. Because here's the thing. You know everyone will agree with whatever they say is right. Yeah. As the person who's grieving. Of course. Which is what I would do, too. So the person grieving goes, can you believe Jared won't stop texting me to get to catch up? And they're like... Doesn't he know your mom just passed away? <laughs> and you go, fuck, I don't want to be that guy. I don't think so. I think for me, uh, I was... And I know it would never go that way, but totally, I'm saying... Totally, no, I but... I think that's the fear people walk on eggshells around someone going through that, because they're like, I just want to do it right. Yeah, I just wanted people to treat me normal, because right. I, I mean, I was so unhinged during that time, which the guy... How did she pass? I mean, it was a rare disease called right. cardiac amyloidosis, okay. which no one's ever heard of. It's super rare. Right. Uh, and like... I was a disaster. I was upset. So nothing anyone was going to say to me was really going to make that much of a difference. Yeah. So I wish people would just be, and it it, it, it it expands to so many other things. I write in here about something I've never talked about before, which is in 2020, I had emergency ostomy surgery. What so is I, that? So I had a shit bag. Okay. My colon like had a hole in it. So Wait. then I had to get a shit bag and I had it for five weeks and I didn't tell anybody because of the look on your face. Right. How do you talk to somebody? Well, then you go, does it smell? You know, there's it so many questions actually. that go along with it that are, you know, we, you know, and you know this from, I, I, I'm right, the Fox News world right. of like, you know, you guys, uh, Fox News reports on people being offended as like, can you believe this person's right, offended? Right. But I would understand someone goes, can you believe someone asked about my ship bag and if it smells or not? And you go, I don't want to ask someone if the ship bag smells, but I'm here with you. <laughs> it actually doesn't. I would assume that they make, you know. It doesn't. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's just the liquid. It's so gross. The liquid. But then I got it reversed, so I don't. I currently don't have a bag anymore. Okay. I had some complications from the reversal. I needed a blood transfusion on January 6th. Oh, my God. Like the January <laughs> 6th, which that's funny. Right. Like that's that's what really got me through it because I, I, I would have been sobbing the entire time and never would have been okay. But I'm like, how funny is it mm. that I'm going through all this and then this is happening on the TV and I'm all doped up and I'm like, right. what's going on? That's funny to me. And then you have to like think of like, what is my point of view going to be yeah. on the air, yeah, that's on the station thinking. that this is <laughs> I, like a thing, you know, going to be you know talked about for weeks and months and years yeah it's it's talked about still and that's why it's so finally i can say like i had a really bad january 6th personal like there was a lot of bloodshed in my life personally (laughs) and whenever i hear it like that's obviously what i think about because that was one of the most traumatic days of my life right and you're the star of your own movie why wouldn't you think of anything else but yourself exactly so but i think uh, everything that's always made it everything easier for me is to laugh at it because that takes mm. the power away from some of it. Absolutely. So we want people to laugh with Kat. You can joke. You can't joke about that. Why everything is funny. Nothing is sacred. We're all in this together. You can find it wherever you buy books. Amazon, bookstores, all that good yes. stuff. Go follow Kat at Kat Timpf on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Let's do some emails. 
Let's. I'm excited. You ready? I love this. We're I gonna help, help the people. Yes, I help people. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. If you're listening right now, I'm on the road, people. I want you to come to a show. Um, right now, this comes out. What did we say? June first. So we are doing live you up podcast, Philadelphia, Boston, New York, DC. Then I'm doing stand up Kansas City, Nashville, Stanford, Lexington, and Charlotte. I'm always adding dates. So jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com for tickets. Let's get to the email. Coworker stands way too close. See, you're in, you know, as far as comedians are concerned, you're in an office setting way more than I have yeah. ever been. So yeah. you have like, do you have like a desk in an office? See, I'm, I have my own office, so I'm just your own. I'm office. just in there. Were alone. you ever in the pit? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that I mean, that's gonna be wild. I remember I did your show. It was um, at Barstool, or no, Sincerely Cat. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah Fox Nation. Yeah. It was at Fox Nation, which was the streaming service. I don't know. If, is it still yeah, it's going? still a thing. Yeah. So, but it was weird to walk into the Fox News. You see all the. You know, the, the, the characters. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> yes. Exactly. The characters is the perfect word. Yes. <clears throat> right, because it's going to be weird. You're in the pit and you see like that person who's on, you know, at the four o'clock hour and that person on the five. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's a high school. Jared, big fan of all your podcasts. I listen to J Train, you up in Bachelor every week. While I'm sure you'd have great advice, advice for my less than perfect dating life, the main issue I really need help with is a coworker constantly invading my personal space. Mm. I work in a small office, less than 10 people. We recently had a new coworker join the team part time. I am full time. With the holidays and her part time schedule, I initially did not spend too much time with her in the office, but the past four to six weeks, we've been interacting more regularly. Here's the problem. Whenever she speaks to me, she gets unbelievably close, like to the point where her chest is touching my shoulder and I can feel her breath on my face when she looks over my shoulder when I'm sitting at my desk and we are basically cheek to cheek. What? It's brutal. As far as I can tell, she is unaware that she's crossing a boundary. It doesn't matter the topic or length of conversation. She is consistently entering my personal space and getting way too close. She even did this the day I returned to work after one week out of the office with COVID. I have tried taking a step back when she talks to me in hopes that she gets the hint, but so far that hasn't worked. How do I make this stop? I feel like a good route is to make some sort of joke and hope she gets the message, but I don't know what that would be. Also, given that it's such a small office she is the newest staff member i don't want to be too mean and or make her uncomfortable what do you think cat tim i mean is she coming to work on molly this is i don't understand it's that's crazy. my first thought but also i think the best thing to do is because this is so bizarre pretend like you're the one with the problem i it, totally agree like i really can't stand it I, i'm just so weird that i just need more space than the average person right i'm I, the crazy one i'm crazy mm-hmm. i don't like to be touched i have this issue right. and i know it's so I'm working on it. Right. Because no one is, everyone's going to must know like this is crazy. That's You can't be this. alone. Right. Right. And here's the thing about part-time people. Part of the time they're in the office, part of the time they're away from the office where you can talk about the part-time exactly, person. Exactly, yes. So I would start talking, do you know so-and-so's a little close? Yeah. Started with, hey, curiosity. Hey, have you noticed? Yeah. Hey, next time you're with someone, I had this with someone else. There was a, a friend of mine was like talking about someone, they go, you ever notice that they are always touchy-feely? And I was like, I didn't notice that. And then I, after they said it, I was like, holy crap. Like, you you have to start at, I'm not crazy. Even yeah. though our advice, I agree with yeah. you, is to own the crazy. A, I, hey. you know, I like 10 feet of space. Yeah. It's just how I am. How I am. I'm a crazy weirdo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I need this much. If, yeah. you're, if you're closer than this much, I start thinking of my dad and how yeah, he passed away. Yeah, exactly. And he, you know, he, uh, you're in the way of the ghost zone where my dead dad hangs Yeah, out. that's you know, exactly like you could, it. Uh, just go totally crazy to own. Whatever craziness gets this person to stop doing what they're doing, is fine by yes. us. When I right. used to ride the bus a lot, I actually mm. write about that in my book too. I used to ride the bus a lot mm. overnight. And I was, you know, early 20s, like tiny little girl. And my rule was the best, you know, defense is a good offense. And if right. you act crazy, right. then I was actually get to the, my motto became if there's an NPC on the bus and it's not next to you, you didn't try hard enough. Right. I agree with that. It's, yo, what do you do when you, you get to prison, punch the biggest guy in the yard? You yeah. come out, you come out swinging. So you got to go full crazy. I would say um, also, yeah, and then you have to start a, you know, a a smear campaign. A smear campaign first, yes. so everybody knows what you're doing. Hey, have you have you yeah. uh, have, what, have you noticed that so and so 
a little bit close talker. I don't know, just a little bit. Just notice, you don't have to say this person puts their cheek to my cheek. No, you have to go. Hey, have you noticed that so and so gets a little close? And then they will notice because again, you are not crazy. Yeah, you notice something, you feel something. My dad always says this: if I feel it, you feel it; if they feel it, I feel it. Mm-hmm. It's everyone is not that smart, not that stupid. We're all very similar. So the idea that you feel that this person talks closely. Whether they know it or not, they will realize it. Yes. And you can say anything or just say while they're walking past loudly go, yeah, I hope it's not bed bugs, but I think it is. <laughs> I think also I'll, I, I was trying to think of like what the issue here is. Yeah. My most empathetic self is that they have their hard of hearing and they don't actually know it or have admitted to it yet. Mm. I think a lot of us are hard of hearing. I think a lot of us put these earphones in our ear. We shove them in. Yeah. We turn the volume All way the up. Way we up. go to noise cancellation. I think there's a lot of undiagnosed hearing loss going on amongst younger people than normal. This is my like theory yeah. because I see it in myself. I talk louder now. I I get close to people. I put my ear into them to hear them more. I can't legitimately can't hear them so i do all these techniques to try and hear them better there's a guy i'll never forget it. i i have trouble hearing people so generally and i think that's why I, I talk louder and i think that's why a lot of times i'll put my ear up to people to really hear them so i think that's what's going on with this person so there's a guy that i'm i knew him in high school and i saw him like at a bar and i'm we're having a conversation in a bar in a bar it's hard to hear on top of, I think I have this like hearing thing, just self-diagnosed. And so I'm talking with him and I'm catching up with him. And he's like an anxious guy. So I couldn't hear him. So I kept walking towards him. And he's so anxious, he kept backing up. And by the time we were 15 <laughs> minutes- chasing him? Literally. <laughs> If you saw, like, if there was, like, someone, like, drew a line of how... We had traveled around the whole bar in the span of one conversation. Yeah. And I'll never forget this, because I thought about it afterwards. I was like, oh, look at how... Why did we walk around like that? And then I thought about his kind of background, where he's a little bit anxious of a guy. And it was just a bad match. Like, and if he had... If I had just said to him, hey, I can't hear you, Mm -hmm. I think maybe we would have figured out, or we would just stop talking to each other. So I think... To give this person empathy, if you just say, if you just like, I think if you do say, hey, I, I like, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I just, I need a little space. Say it once. I'm a little crazy. I, yeah. I need an arm's length. I get weird about personal space. I get weird. Do it. I do exactly. This. Not you are I weird. feel, but also th- we're only being charitable because this person's a woman too. If someone wrote in like my creepy, stinky old man is rubbing himself on me at work, it would never have gotten this far. What do you mean? Like uh, if it was a man? Yeah, that was a like, man uh, and a, like a woman at work, and like you're the old man was rubbing up against you. Oh my god! I feel oh like yeah, that, right. That wouldn't it wouldn't have made it this far. Right. This woman. <laughs> They're saying it's a female coworker. Yeah. <laughs> well, this would be an HR right away. Some wretch of a man. Oh, he has with, a like, hearing problem. Yeah, no, no, he has a rub his crotch yeah, against yeah, me problem. Exactly. This spring, make it easy to achieve your health and fitness goals. Factor. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit delivers wholesome and convenient meals straight to your door. No trips to the grocery store, no chopping, prepping, or cooking. Just easy and delicious meals that are ready in just two minutes. Whether you're trying to up your protein intake or following a vegan, vegetarian, or keto lifestyle, Factor has you covered. Here's the beauty of Factor. I love that it says two minutes. So two minutes. It For me to go off track, to get away from my health goals, all it takes is for me to ponder, for me to think a little bit too long about what I'm going to eat that night. Then I start making deals with myself. Ah, get the fries. Ah, you know what? Get a fried chicken sandwich. Who cares? Ah, you know, get the extra side. No, 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 no. With Factor, you have your meal ready to go. Two minutes, heat and eat. And the portion is right. So you're going to get delicious, creative meals that are good for you and delicious. With over 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Factor provides flavor-packed meals that will help you reach your goals. You can even add on delicious snack options and beverages like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. Head to factor75.com slash jtrain40 and use code jtrain40 to get 40% off your first box. 
box. That's code JTRAIN40 at factor75.com slash JTRAIN40 to get 40% off your first box. Doing something for the environment is an awesome way to live. Whether you're composting more or trying to make less trash, with Rothy's shoes and bags, you can bring those eco-conscious choices to your closet. Everything at Rothy's is sustainably made with their signature thread repurposed from single-use plastic bottles. I love Rothy's because they look great and they're very comfortable. The environmental benefits are an added bonus, but I would tell you, I love the driving shoe. I love how they look. I love that you can pop them in the wash and you can use them over and over again and they stay looking new. Designed with the planet in mind, fan favorite shoes like the flat and the point are made from about 11 recycled plastic bottles. So that's nice. It feels good to wear these, but I'm going to say it feels comfy to wear these, which is even more important. Their best-selling lightweight tote is made with approximately 618 grams of ocean-bound marine plastic. Again, great stuff to talk about at the dinner party, and it's a great-looking tote. With vibrant colors and chic style, Rothy's doesn't skimp on comfort either. Their original slip-on sneaker won Best Slip-On Sneaker in Self Magazine's 2022 Sneaker Awards. That's important. I mean, that's Self Magazine. You know, they're not going to just tell their readers to wear anything. They're not going to make a mistake on that. They have skin in that game. So I, I love that. Best slip on sneaker. Come on. For stylish and sustainable shoes, shop Rothy's. Get 20 $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash JTrain. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Here with Kat Timph. At Cat Temp, the book, you can't joke about that, why everything is funny, nothing is sacred. Go, go, go on Amazon, wherever you get books. My husband had an affair less than a year into our marriage. Oh, boy. Okay, we have taken this up a notch. Yeah, this is several notches. Right? You're married. Yeah. You got married during COVID, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be two years, actually, next week. Good for you. Awesome. How's it going? It's going great. Great. Enjoying married life? I am. It's healthy. Yeah. Yes, we're polar opposites, so it works great. Okay. Yeah. He, Love it. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. I want to hear okay, all the this is this is juicy. Jared and fabulous guests, many feathers. My husband and I were married in April 2022. Okay. Okay, so it is April 2023 right now. Yes. And I just found out in January of this year that he's been seeing and dating another woman since June of 2022. I mean. So right after the wedding. So that right. means it must have actually been going on longer. You would assume. Yeah. I would assume. I would assume. I, yeah. I don't think that, I mean, whatever timeline they have, it's who's it given to them by? Exactly. The, the cheater. cheater. <laughs> so so um, dating another woman since June of 2022, when she reached out to me on Facebook Messenger to tell me and provide me all the receipts from between the two of them after she finally uncovered who I was. So it wasn't even him that revealed this. The girl did. The mistress, the mistress, so to speak. Yeah. I was shocked and devastated. After confronting my husband about it, he said he was the one to cut it off with her because he knew it was wrong, but didn't ever want to tell me and planned to just put it behind him and pretend like it never happened so I didn't get hurt. That's wild. I'm would not, you but- rather? Would you rather? I mean, you never hear about it. It happens and you've heard about it or it happens and you've never find out. I would, I would never find out. Right. That would be way better, but she did find out. So, and his defense so, is like, well, but to be clear, I'm not currently banging her right now as we speak. Right. <laughs> that was just, <laughs> I'm not inside of her. If you can as, see, I'm not inside yeah. of her. <laughs> Good He's for like, me, right? I ended it. It's like, wait, five well, minutes ago. What do you want, a prize? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I asked, about, I asked him about this woman previously when I began to notice how frequently the two of them interacted on social media. Mm. However, when I would ask about her, he would say I was crazy oh. because she was just some woman he had to work with occasionally and he didn't want to be rude by ignoring her friend request or not responding <laughs> to her comments and interactions. I mean, cla- for the amount of times that the word gaslighting yeah. gets used, this is this class, is what it means. this is it. Yeah. You're crazy for noticing something not so crazy to notice. Yeah, that I'm doing. When I would bring up his behavior and how it bothered me, um, I also noticed how possessive he came over his phone and he wouldn't let me look at it much less hold it. When I would bring up this behavior and how it bothered me because I tried to make sure he had unrestricted access to all my devices, he would tell me that if I felt like I needed to look at his phone, I obviously didn't trust him and I am causing problems and undue stress to this relationship. Oh, so man. this guy is like 
he's almost cliche. Yeah. Like this. I dated a guy like this. You did? I mean, but even the way it's being explained, it's like, these are like the things you, these are Hallmark movie type moves. You know, like, oh, you're crazy for noticing, you know, the person in the comments. Yeah. You know, to go, when you say, you won't look at my phone. Well, you don't trust me? Yeah. When you're married to someone, there's sometimes when they do need your phone. Like, oh, right. can I check this thing? Or can I take a pic? You know, can you take a picture of me? Or something like that. I mean, And I- if you flinch up, you go, what's wrong with you? Exactly. And then if your response is, you don't trust me, that means something is off. Yeah. This happened to me once in my 20s. This guy I was seeing, I knew he was cheating on me. And it was a dis- I write a few times about him in this book. And whenever I would bring up the fact, like, you're cheating on me, he'd be like, you don't trust me. And he would leave and not talk to me for a few days. But one time when he stormed out after, I, like, this girl was texting me like, 3.30 in the morning. Mm. I was like, dude, like, who's texting right. you at 3.30 in the morning unless you're banging her? He stormed out. But you know what he left behind? A literal notebook where he had written down a list of all the women he had slept with that year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He throws he his notebook at you. He left behind his and list like, of people he cheated with that he wrote down in a notebook. Titled Chicks I Bang yeah. behind cat. Yeah, it really back. was. It really was. And I was like, his notebook. I was like, oh, this notebook. Obviously, I'm going to go through it. Obviously, I'm going to go through it. And then he's like, you went through my notebook. Right, I'm like, you're your notebook of girls you cheated on me right. with? Why did you write this down? It's titled Women I Bang. <laughs> yeah. What do you think I'm going to look yeah, at? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So um, any anytime he gets too upset and uh, with me, he stops all communication, gives me the silent treatment for upwards of a week. Yep, that's classic. I call I, that. I know the thought is that when an affair happens, it's usually because there are other issues in the relationship. Upon my asking why he felt the need to do this and for so long, he says he's not making excuses for himself, but continuously brings up two reasons that led to the affair. Oh, gosh. Get ready. Number one, one week into dating, I mistakenly answered no one out of my own habit after ask, uh, after he asked me who I was messaging. When he saw I was another male friend who I had worked with in the past and admitted I used to have feelings for, he became very upset. To respect his feelings, I promptly blocked the individual and ceased communication with him. He still brings up the fact, uh, he, he'll still bring up that he's never known if I did stop speaking to this person, despite my reassurance and always giving him total access to my phone. Oh, that's this, fucked up. Oh, this is so fucked up. So I mean, to get caught cheating. Yeah. And then you go, well, he, she's like trying to figure this out. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I got two reasons. And then <laughs> one of the reasons is basically a conspiracy that he Yeah, created. a conspiracy that he created at the beginning of dating. Before, like, not married. He found one little crack. Yeah. And he decided to spread the crack open to become this big crevasse, yeah. so to speak. And probably the reason you answered no one is because he actually, you already knew that he was kind of crazy. And that uh, he, if he was a guy friend, that insecure. he would go nuts about that. Right. He's, because same guy with me, he'd be like, talking to a guy, he'd be like, who's that? And I'm like, meanwhile, he's got a list of girls he's banging behind right. my back. He's got a, he's written a whole book. He's <laughs> written a whole book. Number two, I have a lot of student loan debt, which has, <laughs> been, which has been a point of contention he holds over my head. And listen, we're laughing and giggling along with this, but it, you know, when you're in it. Because, I, I, yeah, I get it. You get it. I get it. I've been there. No, I'm looking for any way to hurt my feelings less. Yes. So you start going, let me hear what we can fix. Let me, and then even these reasons are just, uh, we'll get into it. I have a lot of student loan debt, which has been a point of contention he holds over my head, even though I have never asked him to make any of my monthly payments. We don't share bank accounts. I don't regret the debt because it got me exactly to the field I want to be in. So it's worth, it's it. so to me, it's worth it. You don't have to explain your debt. We recently went through the process of selling our home, and at the prospect of making a good chunk of money, I brought up the possibility of using most of it to pay off my loans so that my debt would be gone, and I would be able to free up more of my income to work on our other financial goals. He did not like this, said it would be a waste of money as it's just throwing it away and won't go towards building the kind of wealth he would like to achieve in the future. And I was again sentenced to a week of the silent treatment, LOL. The woman he had an affair with, he says, was an easy relationship and he liked that she paid for everything and he never had to think about money. I think this is very interesting because while I am not a perfect human being by any standard, I feel I have made it a priority to work on doing better in anything he brought up that bothered him to make him feel more comfortable and have always contributed as much as I can financially to all our bills and items he wants so that he doesn't have to pay for everything himself. My question. 
do I stay in this marriage oh. and try to make it work? He said he will do couples therapy like I want, but thinks that I am being thinks that him being committed to making our marriage work is really what will help us. Not a professional, of course. Or do I get a divorce and work on moving forward and eventually find someone else, even though they may not be all that I do still find someone else, even though they may not be all that I do still love my uh, love about my husband. That's kind of a she's not mentioned one thing she likes about her husband this entire time. Right. There's, I think she just loves that she has a husband. Yeah. We've already been separated for three months by a cross-country move. I had to move early to begin a new job. And it's been difficult to try and work through this virtually and across multiple time zones. Now my husband is set to join me here within the week and within the week and believes finding another home for us to move into together is a more important issue than working through the affair and getting professional help. And I'm not sure I want to commit to the purchase of another home with him. If I'm still considering whether to leave this marriage or not, any advice uh, you and your guests can offer is much appreciated. Sincerely a sad girl afraid of making the wrong decision. Well, I'm very sorry with what's going on in your life. This is horrible. Oh yeah. This is horrible. And listen, we are not professionals. No. We are two people with an opinion. You you said you've been in something yeah. like this. You understand the hold a relationship yes. can have on you. What do you think? I think that, she, also I noticed she didn't say anything positive about this mm-hmm. man, other than that this man's her husband. Right. I, th- I know firsthand that a toxic relationship can be one hell of a drug. It right. can make, because that story that I told, I stayed with him. Right. Like I stayed with him after that. And it's the, the idea of, I can fix this. I can fix this. And also, you know, but he loves me and he made these mistakes, but I don't want to just like let him get away with it. Sometimes people stay together because they feel like, oh, we can make each other the most miserable and you you just hate each other. He, this isn't, this is not a real relationship. Also, that I totally agree with. Yeah. Let me start with that. This is not a real relationship. Two separate bank accounts. The idea that you're living different parts of the country um, I it, cheated on you because you have student loans. Right. It feels like you guys are dating. You're, this is a toxic dating relationship yeah. more than it is a marriage. Yeah. You are trying to work on this at every turn. You're looking for reasons he cheated. Yeah. You're looking for re- all these things to work with him to make. He doesn't want to work on this no, with you. No, he doesn't. Very, that's very obvious. The minute you bring up, hey, you cheated. Well, not anymore. Yeah, not right now. <laughs> right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, right now. And I and, ended it because I didn't feel good about this. Right. Like, oh, okay. He's absolutely also been sleeping with people this entire time. When he goes off for a week, he's right. hooking up with it's, somebody. Even so, she needs to stay in her own. You got to drive your bus. You're looking for this guy. To be like, no, I'll take the we. You're doing everything. You're doing everything, and start. What will help is you need to start being honest with your friends and your family about this guy. Because if you're anything like I was, you're wanting to paint a rosier picture because the guy will accuse you of like, oh, they all just hate me because you tell right. you this horrible stuff. If you start well, being he, honest, anyone who loves you will be like, you need to get out. And he's done this at every turn. Exactly. Every turn he's done repeated the same thing. Listen, I believe in retribution. I believe yeah. in apologies. I believe in apologizing when you realize that someone feels wrong by you and that you didn't even see that as a possibility. Like I do believe in the power of let's work through this and be better in the future. This person isn't even trying. No. Every time you bring up an idea, they go, well, that won't work. Let's do this idea that I like better. makes my life easier. Even the idea of getting a professional going, you said marriage counseling and he's like, well, let's get the house first. Yeah. What? (laughs) Let's get in the house that you're not sure that you want to even live in with me. Let's get that first. Because he he likes to, he wants to trap you and get away with whatever he wants in the future. And Right. And that's the thing. He wants, this is a weird, I mean, not weird, this... This is about power. Yeah. You know, the debt thing, first and foremost, the debt is like a great metaphor. Yeah. Because you're like, hey, I have an idea. Like, even the way you proposed it, I felt bad. Me too. Because you're like, hey, I'm stuck with this debt that makes me less confident, less assured. You can get rid of all these things and then make our relate less confident in our relationship, less confident in myself. I have this great job and I'm happy I got this debt because it got me to my professional yeah. standing that I'm in that would make me feel good if it wasn't there. And he goes, nope, I want you to feel bad. Yeah. And not even a discussion, not even like, hey, here's how we can do this together. Nope. Two separate bank accounts. You deal with that, but also you work for me. 
Yeah, and that's absolutely. the way this it seems like this relationship works. And I feel awful for you because it doesn't have to be this way. The the idea that you're like, um, find someone else though they may not be all that I do still love about my husband. Other than the sentence structure, which is all yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> but but I, I I don't under you didn't give one example. You didn't give one example of what you love, and let's forget about someone else. How about yourself? Yeah. Like, oh, you, you, you're you're sitting here trying to make. I don't know. Sometimes a relationship ending feels like a big loss. To me, it's a win if this ends. Yeah, especially if it's some situation like this, because he like actually the really reason he doesn't want to pay off her debt is so that he can continue to be like, well, you have that debt, right? I mean, this is the best thing. The you debt could is do. his power. Exactly. The best thing you could do would be to get out of this. Like, you're so lucky you found out he cheated on and you. And let's also look towards the positive, too. You're on the other side of the country. Yep. You're in a different time zone. You can start a new life. Totally. I would, if I'm you, I'd have a, I would, and I love what you said, tell friends and family. Yeah. Tell them. Let, you know, stop being embarrassed of this. This happens. Yeah, yeah it's not this your fault. This guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah, exactly. You tried. Yeah. Trying, there's nothing, there's nothing embarrassing about Not trying. at all. You tried. Mm -hmm. It didn't work. This wasn't the guy. Move on. Because, and again, everything he keeps doing is the same as what he did before. It's and the same way. And will keep doing. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Here with Kat Timpf. At Kat Timpf on Instagram. Also Twitter. Kat Timpf. You can't joke about that. That's the book. Go get it. Go enjoy it. I mean, what a powerful message. Yeah. Laugh during the hard times. There are so many jokes to be made about your stupid fucking cheating husband. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And uh, you will. You, you just have to get out of that. It becomes Dr. Drew, the <clears throat> Dr. Drew, right? Mm -hmm. He told me when I was going through this relationship, a toxic relationship becomes a cult of two people. So you're not even really thinking, like everyone else can probably see this if you talk to them. And it's, mm. that's not your fault either. Right. But there's a whole wide world out there for you. I used to think this when I was, I remember, this is different, but I hope it's the same. I used to sell life insurance. And I remember when I would go into work, you get in, whenever you're at an office, the idea of like making it is, yeah. is really dependent on your surroundings. Right. You're like, well, how do I make, if I don't do it here, then I won't be able to do it anywhere else. Right. When in reality, there's, a, there's seven million ways, seven billion ways to $100,000. Yes. Someone sold this paper, this ink. Someone sold this coffee. Someone sold this straw. Someone sold some, everything. You know, but when you're in an insurance place, you go, you kind of become convinced that this is the only way. Right, exactly. To it get, is. And you go, well, maybe this isn't my way exactly. to get to, again, a hundred grand, a, a good salary, a, a career. You know, yeah. and I remember leaving there and telling people I'm going to, do comedy and they're like well why don't you still work here and do comedy and i was always like that's keeping me on the drug of this is the only way to do it exactly exactly jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com coming too fast not enjoying sex all right but some ladies would wish this was the <laughs> yeah i was like this is a dude <laughs> dear, <laughs> this dear is a papa man. jt i have a major issue I'm, <laughs> I'm having some penis problems and i find this is ruining my enjoyment of sex i'm a single man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> late 20s i've recently found myself on a hot streak in the hookup department this is great but i'm finishing way too fast i've always been quick finisher but i'm generally a super fast rebounder and will be ready for round two in less than five minutes not anymore. And in the past, at least two, round two would last a normal amount of time. This change seems to have happened overnight. Now when fucking, I find myself spending all 10 seconds hoping I don't come. And then when coming, the thoughts of, oh no, why so soon are the only thing going through my head, drastically reducing my enjoyment of the sex. Mm. I get it, sir. Uh, any thoughts or suggestions on how to last longer or a quicker turnaround time for round two are appreciated. P.S. Can OKLs, original key listeners, get a Mansamp, older, old producer, I don't know if I spelled it right, life update. Do you hear from Mansamp, Shelby? He's in Jersey. <laughs> there we go. He's in Jersey. <laughs> There's your update. No, you know, he's married. He's got a kid, right? I haven't talked to him in a while, but it, he seems to be well. Likes hockey and MMA. There's your update. What do you think? I mean, I, I, I can speak to this in a certain... You ever been with a guy who was a little quick to the, uh, to the punch? Yeah, I mean, everybody has. Mm. This guy's just... It's interesting that he's saying that it's happening all the time now. But it didn't before, or he could... It wouldn't happen twice in a row. 
is he right. just banging? When he says he's getting lucky in the hookup department, does he mean like more often or is he banging hotter people? Mm. I don't know. I would say, here's what I would say. I do understand where he's coming from. This idea of like, well, if it doesn't go well round one, now I'll be less sensitive in round two. Yeah. I think it's backwards thinking, to be perfectly honest. Yes, you can be more sensitive. First of all, I would, st- I, listen, I feel this guy, because I've been there. There's nothing more embarrassing. You, you've been the whole night, you've been the stud. You're ready to bring a lady home. You're like, look at me. I've slayed the beast. I'm bringing her home. And then, done. Yeah. And you're like, fuck. And you got to apologize. You feel bad. And again, as you said, all women have been with someone. Every every woman's been with somebody like this. And listen, it happens with every, listen, I'll say this. I've been a champ. I've been a chump. Yeah. And I think it happens with, you'll be with the same guy twice, different experience. Absolutely. And they don't know that. So please don't, if you're doing this, don't be like, again, every time, always. (laughs) Be like, obviously, like, try to make her think that it's because she's so attractive. Right. That's definitely the way to spin it. Here's what I would say to the guy. First of all, there's condoms that are thicker brand. You can get those. That's a good option. I have done that. I've gotten the thicker brand. I'm like, yeah, listen... I feel what he's saying. You're like, I want to have fun here too. I want to be, you know, going to town in the way someone wants to be gone to town on. Yeah, that's true. Right. So I would also say, you bring up Dr. Drew. Yeah. We had a urologist and it was a guy who couldn't climax. And he said so much of this is mental. Yeah, I'm sure it is. And I think it's a health thing. I do think it's like, I notice... I am better in these worlds, in these surroundings when I'm not drinking as much. Yeah. When I'm eating better, when I f- feel better about my body. Because I think what you do is when you're, you don't feel good about your body, you tense up. Yeah. And you don't want tense. Tense creates, you know, you squeeze the, the lemon, you will get lemon juice. Mm, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect analogy. Isn't it? Yeah. And also, I mean, there's other things you, like you can go down on her. You can do that. I yeah, you gotta you gotta run. <laughs> I know it's a wild idea. I know it's a wild idea. I don't know about that one, Pat. <laughs> we don't want to say anything crazy here. Yeah, no. <laughs> Live in foreplay. Live yeah. in foreplay. But I think you know it's funny with lasting a long time. I've I've come to learn that like it's there's and listen, I am no professional. Yeah. I am in no way. I've learned that it's counterintuitive what works. Mm. The idea of like. Like what he's saying is like round one, I'll get it out of the way. And then round two, masturbate less. I think when you masturbate a lot, you become overly sensitive and you're like, you know, I think that's why like porn addiction, all this stuff, it works against you. Interesting. He's probably like, I jerk off all day, every day. And And he's like, I should be out of (laughs) (laughs) cum. Right? You you know, and I don't think it works No, or your body's just used to coming six times a day. Yeah. And then it's like, like, and then it's, you're with a real woman and it's like, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, here? right. I think this is to me. This is about health. Also, sometimes it's just not the match. Yeah, physically. Right. Even though everything's there, that you're like, oh, I'm attracted. Whatever. You go, like, there's some people I just seem to be a better lover with. Yeah, that's yeah. That happens, right? It could be a phase. I, I think that getting in his head too much is going to be the worst thing. I think it's the over masturbation yeah. to me. Like I think that cuz I know what he's thinking. He's like, I'll get it out of my system, then I'll be ready to go for tonight and I don't think it works that way. Yeah, apparently not for him. But also go to a doctor. Yeah. I think talk to them about it. Yeah, go to a doctor. Tell your doctor everything. Right. That's what they're there for. Well, guys, we don't tell. You know. Oh, I tell my doctor. I'm like, so and then this and then this. And I'm not sure about You're this. You're like, here's the book. Here's the book. <laughs> Fanny packs are back and all the kids are wearing Ugg boots again. Wow. Man, Uggs, I remember when they first came out, now they're back. Trends and fads are everywhere, especially when it comes to health and wellness. Noom isn't a trend and it's not a fad. They use psychology to help you make lasting change and reach your weight loss goals. This is, I think what Noom is doing is so fantastic. It is an admission, an admission that it's not 
You got to work out more. It's not, what are you eating? It's a mental approach that you need to change. And I've had that in my life. I mean, they. I remember, you know, on Noom, I always use this example, is they'll do little tests with you. And they'll say, you know, what will fill you up more? You know, a grape or a raisin? And you go, oh, wait a minute. The, the grape is full of water. And the raisins dried up, so you're going to eat more of them, more calories. This is great to know. So it's stuff like that where you go, now your perspective just shifts a little bit. And every day, you're going to get closer to thinking in a way that makes you eat better for you. Noom guides you through short daily exercises, just like the one I taught you. Uh, the, just one, like the one I just talked about. That teach you uh, what kind of an eater you are. Why you have cravings, sustainable ways to lose weight while still feeling satiated. You can also be matched with a health coach for personal personalized accountability and motivation. First-time users lose an average of 15 pounds after 16 weeks, and 95% of users say Noom is a great long-term lifestyle. I mean, for 95% of any people doing a fitness routine or a health-minded thing, to agree is crazy. Stop chasing health trends and build sustainable healthy habits with Noom's psychology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash JTrain. That's N-O-O-M.com slash JTrain to sign up for your trial today. Check out Noom's first ever book, The Noom Mindset, a deep dive into the psychology of behavior change available to buy now wherever books are sold. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Cat Tim at cat temp the book go buy it you can't joke about that moving to nyc don't want to be there long term mm. did you see yourself being in new york long term no but also i don't really i mean for work i kind of have to be right but so as soon as i got this job yes yeah but most people aren't here long term is your husband from new york yeah he's from new york he's from new york he's from so. westchester okay so it's like this made it a lot easier yeah. dear j train feather feather patreon member who has seen you live twice and love everything you put out well thank you there's been a decent amount of discussion on your podcast about whether someone should date if they know they don't want to stay in the city they're in. I feel pretty triggered by this and don't know what to do about my situation. I'm graduating in spring 2024, so a year from now. And no, I will be moving from Massachusetts to New York City for a finance job as I am pivoting careers. By the time I move, I'll be going on 29. Long term, I'd ideally like to move back to my home state of Florida or the EU. I'm a dual citizen. I have family there. But I pretty much know I have to spend some years at least two in New York as there will only be great opportunities for me in Florida, Europe once I gain experience in my job in New York. How do I navigate this, especially coming in up on my 30s? More importantly, when should I start dating again? And how transparent should I be about not seeing the Northeastern United States as a place for me long term? Thanks in advance. A finance patch. What do you think? Yeah, I think that it shouldn't be a factor at all. I agree. I, I, like most people don't live here forever. Right. And I think this is like, to me, this is like female. Yeah. Because there's this like... I think guys... A man would never even think about this. Not at all. He'd be like, babe, I am moving tomorrow. This is, well, <laughs> right? Well, this is the thing. Men are in constant... I'm just out here chilling. Exactly, exactly. You know, it is... The, the, the idea of like... You know, a lot of women get annoyed mm -hmm. when it's like he said he wanted a relationship and then now he doesn't want a relationship. Right. And you go, no, 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 no. Every guy walks into a bar being like, I am open to casual, the love of my life, the the three-monther, the yeah, ten-monther. Yeah. It, it is open season. Whatever happens tonight, there is no guy walking into the bar going, it's my hoe phase, gonna be a hoe night. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. Every night's a hoe night. Every night, Every that hoe could night. become a groom. Exactly. So I think she needs to be more male in this and open hers. And I know that's uncomfortable. Right. Because you gotta go, Listen, I'm down to date. We will cross that bridge of where I'm going to live when we get to that bridge. Right. And it's also, I think, attractive. I think it's, right. you're going to have the opposite thing going than a lot of women do. Because a lot of women are like, okay, I want a relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to make sure that I carefully craft every single text message, every single interaction, right. all of my behavior. And if then he stops talking to me, I will go to brunch and spend hours trying to figure out what it is I did wrong. And right. So you're coming from the opposite of that, where you're like, oh, I don't want anybody to think I want to, I might not be living here in two years. Like, no. nobody, we don't have to be, all be dead in two years. Start with, I'm meeting people to have fun. Yeah. And then, wow, I want to keep having fun with this person. Yeah. I guess I'll stay at this party. Exactly. And then you go to the next step, you go, man, wh what should we do with the music at this party? 
Now you're in, you know, have you thought of where you want to live? Have you thought about New York? You might fall so madly in love that New York is where you got to stay. Right. And I know that's not how you picture it, but that's how life works. Right. I, you know, I, I've recently deleted Hinge. Okay. And we're taping this April 24th. I'm going to Europe next week. Okay. Yeah. This will come out after I'm back from Europe. So I don't know what's going to be then. But I will say this. I deleted Hinge about a week ago. And I, I remember when I was first single... I was in a long-term relationship, and then that ended, and then I was, and I would say it. I'm, I mean, I'm on these podcasts saying it. I was like, I don't think I need a dating app. I'm already out every night. It seems kind yeah. of ridiculous for yeah. me to be on a dating app. And then I, I got seduced by the boredom, by the yeah, the easy, the so ease easy. of meeting new people. I was on the road. I'm like, I need. I got something, you know, I, I remember I was in like Des Moines. I'm like, let me make a profile, see what happens. Then that night, I, you know, it could be on my phone. I'm talking to people. It was, yeah. like, it was like, I'm back in New York in a bar. Exactly. And I think I used it. Then it started to become like a crutch. And I kind of, two weeks ago, I was like, I got to delete this thing. It's not working here. And I deleted it. And I felt really much more at ease. I felt better. And I had this trip to Europe coming up. And it made me more excited to meet people in person. Yeah. Just from not having the option and being open to this. I'll go to London. Yeah. Maybe I'll meet a woman. It you can know, be like a full-time job to be on dating apps. Right. It's and I, really is. And I think this person, if you can kind of find that ease that I've recently feeling where I'm like, maybe I'll meet someone. Maybe I won't. I'm gonna have a good time no matter what. I think that's where they need to be. Yeah. And then what, you know, I do have this thought of maybe I would meet someone in London. I keep having this thought. And I'm like, what? And no part of me is, and I was like, well, if you meet someone, how are you gonna make that work? I don't know. You don't know. I'm like, that's kind of the fun part of it. Is it, is it going to happen? Probably not. But the possibility of like opening yourself up to it was kind of nice for me. Yeah, and I think one of the, her questions was how 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 do I tell people or how soon do I tell people? You don't just in normal conversation about your lives, it'll come right. up. You don't have to be like before you take me on a date. I I really need you to know that I only see myself in New York for two years. Right, <laughs> no, but that's a, that's the thing. Like those conversations happen in like the whispers yeah. of lying in bed with one of them. Exactly. The 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 talk and listen, you do have to own it at a certain point, right. but. Just because they're had, oh, you know, couple drinks in, where do you see yourself? Yeah. You know, those are the fun conversations, the right. romantic, the, well, I've never thought about this and that. And, you, and you, listen, it's not the, I'm not trying to be too romantic about it. I do think there's practicality that comes in, but you go, the idea that you're stopping yourself from living. Yeah. You're being too practical. You need some romantic. Mm -hmm. Because the romantic side of you goes, I'll figure it out. The practical right. side of you goes, well, who would ever want to move to Florida? Someone <laughs> Somebody will. Somebody will. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Cat Temp. At Cat Temp on Twitter, Instagram. New neighbor. This is an interesting email. Oh, boy. Okay. I do want to give a trigger warning um, to anyone listening, watching on YouTube. This deals a little bit in the world of predatory behavior i would say oh boy let's go okay dear jared shelby and guests a million feathers i was at your special recording back in december and my abs hurt from laughing so hard thank you <laughs> hopefully someone agrees with you i'm writing because i need to know how to handle my new neighbor years ago i met a guy friend at work the relationship was purely platonic in my eyes but every now and then he would make little flirty comments and made it clear he would be into me the moment i give it the green light that is listen i'm not here to blame the emailer that is tricky grounds yeah a guy says the minute you give me the green light i'm coming after you <laughs> you have to know that you're that's like you're it's like putting your hand in the lion cage to feed it. Yeah. You go, I'm going to eat your arm. And you go, ah, you're in the cage. Yeah, like what's the green light? Like how? Like, ew, that's so creepy. It's all creepy. It's, it's so all creepy. bad. I, I mean, I, you go, you got to, uh, but 
let's keep going. Sorry. Look at even yeah, cat's phone. Yeah, my phone is it. alarmed. It's alarmed, yeah. It, was, it wasn't too much and didn't make me uncomfortable, so it wasn't a concern for me. Okay, as long as you didn't feel uncomfortable. What I'm saying, when someone says, the minute you let me come after you in a, you know, in a relationship way, I will. It's like, yeah. so now you're just hanging out with this person yeah, who so says just... that they want to be with you? Yeah. Plus, I genuinely enjoyed his friendship. Yeah, that's okay. over. That changed one day about two years ago. When we were hanging out alone and he acted in a way that made me super uncomfortable. He kept saying how funny it would be if we kissed and kept pushing the idea even when I told him no multiple times. This was all while he was very clearly pretending to be drunker than he reasonably could have been. I sent him home and the next day he te uh, texted him making it clear how uncomfortable his behavior made me and telling him I would need time before we could be friends again. This ultimately led to our friendship completely fizzling out. Fast forward to a few months ago in late 2022. So this was two years ago that he oh. made the uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, pursuit yes. or whatever. And now a few months ago in late 2022, he texted me out of nowhere saying he was sorry. It's a little late for a sorry. Yeah. I don't like that it took two years. You know, listen, if someone texts me the next day, you made me feel uncomfortable. I would hope my. Off the bat. 30. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I lost my place. I will back away. Totally. You, but two years. Two okay. years? And that uh, saying he was sorry and that ruining our friendship is his biggest regret. I ignored his first text and then proceeded to, he proceeded, he proceeded to text me every day for the next, two, next few days, including Whoa. sending me a Spotify link to a song, Ain't No Sunshine. What? I ignore all these texts. I don't like how frivolous he's being with this. No. When you say Ain't No Sunshine, like, Really? But you should feel bad for you. Yeah, because that you won't answer. Yeah, after you were really aggressive towards her two years ago. Right, and didn't apologize. And didn't apologize. After. Now, fast forward to three weeks ago. Again, he texts me out of the nowhere. This time, telling me he is planning on moving to New York City. He has always lived in the suburbs, and that he toured an apartment in my neighborhood in NYC and couldn't help but notice how the apartment looks similar to mine. I ignored his text. Now, fast forward to yesterday. I was walking in my neighborhood when I saw him on the street. I made eye contact and gave the quietest high of my life but walk past him thank god i was with my significant other a few minutes later i get a text from him saying i can't believe i saw you i replied telling him respectfully i i replied telling him respect and this is in quotes i respectfully i want no further contact with you i wish you all the best he replied in a way that seemed disappointed but understanding but i am now realizing my issue it's pretty clear that he only just moved to my clear that he not only just moved to my neighborhood but pretty clearly moved here because it was where I live. I ran into him once, so what are the odds I see him more? How do I handle very very likely uh, running into this man who has repeatedly acted in a way that made me uncomfortable? Thanks in advance for your continued wisdom. Thanks. There goes the neighborhood. What do you think? That is scary. It's scary, like, and it's like one of those things that lands on the spectrum of like, you know, you have to acknowledge the very serious all the way up to this is just a guy who is a loser is a loser right do you know what i mean so it's like that's the hard part about like emails like this as you go you know you don't want to bring it to you, you don't want to but you have to bring it to like here's the serious side right the serious side is this guy has an obsession right and whatever and he's gonna and you're turning him down could trigger him in a way that becomes very dangerous right and you have to acknowledge that. Yeah. That in that particular circumstance, and you say that has repeatedly acted in a way to make you feel uncomfortable. To me, there was one instance he made you feel uncomfortable, and then, he, but then I guess the texting would make me feel uncomfortable again and again. Yeah, and the moving and being near you all the time—that's what makes it weird too. Right. Like that you're gonna probably you're right. You're probably going to see him around. Right, and I guess. You know, the other problem here, it's, it, it is so annoying to me. And again, annoying is my privilege. Yeah. As a part, as a, you know, not dangerous, but the, it seems annoying can drift into dangerous for this person. Right. It is so annoying to me, though, when someone doesn't see that you're being serious over text and keeps with this, like, jokey tone. Yeah. Like, the sending ain't no sunshine. Yeah. When there's something very serious that happened for me to the point where we ended a full-on friendship. Right, like what did he think that song was going to be the thing? 
Right. Like, the, like, oh, wait, you know, Sunshine, you're right. Actually, come over. LOL. Like, at some point, someone has to, this guy has to break and go, hey, I am realizing, like, the fact that he hasn't broken right. and gone, hey, and she said that he answered in a, he replied in a way that seemed disappointed but understanding. What does that mean? I don't know what I that means. I wish I could have read the exact words of what exactly he said. Right, because it's scary. The vague is scary. The not acknowledging. We have gone through, you have, I'm feeling something very real. Yeah. And that's where you go, someone like this becomes dangerous a little bit. Yeah. What do you think? I yeah, mean, is he in your building? That would be, because there's so many different things you can do. If he's not in your building, but he's in the neighborhood, you'd be like, if you have a doorman, like heads up to the doorman. Give the doorman yeah, a picture like, of hey, this guy. See if you see this guy. Let me know this is what happened, and how long has it been since? If he's continually doing this, if he, if it hasn't stopped with that last text mm-hmm. message, then you might need to like call the police, right? Like because submit a report. If you've said no a million times and this has been going on for years, right? There's not. I mean, what choice do you have? Right, and it, you know, there's a piece of me that's like, you almost wish that you could be like. Next time you see him in person, like, do you understand, like, what's going on? But then you're, like, reasoning with a, a, crazy, a crazy person. person. Only right. a crazy person would behave this way. Right. And it is a crazy way. And to move to your neighborhood and, like, you know, they're only reaching out because they're trying to make their entrance into your neighborhood more comfortable. They don't care about, about you. you and how you Th- feel. That's why they said the Ain't No Sunshine. They were like, oh, please laugh at this so that I feel better about how I've acted in the past and how I'm moving to your neighborhood in the future, <laughs> which is really fucking annoying. Yes. So, again... You know, if they text again, you have to alert authorities. You have to, you know, make sure friends and family know. I know these things can feel embarrassing somewhat. You're like, you know, the I should have knowns is what you get embarrassed about. But that's, we all should have known afterward. You know, it's stupid. You're not crazy. Therefore, you can't necessarily have your head in the same place as a crazy person's head. Right. Who could have seen it going this way? And, And listen, I did say in the beginning, the idea of like, Hey, if if I got the rain light, I'd pursue you romantically. It's like, yeah, in the future, maybe we get back away from those people. But that's not to say in the past there was a mistake made. Right. You know, no. this is to say. Not by you. Right. Yeah. This is to say, you know, who could have thought that a guy doesn't goes, well, I guess I just wait in the weeds until you're ready for me. It's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah a thousand percent. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what else to even say. And like, you know, if you see them in public. I, to me, what you said is perfect. I want no further contact with you. Yeah, I want no further contact with you. So you have stated if they go, if they're, if contact is made, they have kind of, they've broken your trust and your rules, and that is the time to speak to the authorities yeah. and submit reports and get things on paper. Yep. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Cat Temp. We got one more. Is that okay? Uh, let's do one more. This is a great one. Oh, we'll okay. bring it back to. Lighter territories, smacking. Okay. Jared Shelby and guests, feather, feather, and all that. I, uh, I've been with my boyfriend for almost three years. I love his family, but there's one issue I can't get over. His dad smacks so loud when he eats. Mm. So we eat dinner with them two to four times a month, and I just can't handle it anymore. I don't remember this being an issue when we first started dating. <laughs> I've only recently noticed it within the last few months. He isn't sick, so it's not like he's got a clogged up nose and can't breathe while he's eating. What do I do about this? Can I ever say anything to them? If there was, if it was, this was my dad, I would call it out, but I feel weird doing that here. I told my boyfriend about it, and he said he didn't notice. Nobody at family dinner seems to be bothered by this, but it bothers me to the point where I can't finish my food and oftentimes will take a longer than normal bathroom break uh, during dinner just to get away from it. Sincerely about to smack the smacker. What do you think? Oh, man. I mean, and on the, on the list of problems, this is pretty small, but that it, yeah, like, no, but it's your problem. Yeah, exactly. Listen, right. Some people got a some guy who moved to the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like after that, when he's like, my boyfriends or whatever. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's really a tough thing when it's the parents to be like, your dad, you're chewing, makes right. me sick. You can maybe make a joke about it enough where your in-laws, do you get along with them? Yeah, I do. I and do get along with has them. Has there ever been a message you want to deliver to them? To like make you feel better? No, not really. No, not really. I mean, I've I've been pretty straightforward, but I've, there's never really been issues. Right. Like to me, her biggest problem is the boyfriend not exactly. Hearing. Like if it matters to you, it should matter to him. Right. And that's the thing where you're not crazy, so you're hearing smacking. Yeah. The, for him to go, 
I think the to me, I would go to my significant other and be like, "Do you hear the smacking?" And then they go, "No, I didn't notice it." And then I go, "Look out for the next meal." Right. And then the next meal, I would need them to come back to me and go, "Wow, yeah. I can't believe I didn't notice that," or "It's not that bad," or you know, they need to acknowledge that reality is happening. I right. need the boyfriend to go. I I heard that smacking. Yeah, and I just I love that she says that it just started. Like <laughs> he was on his best behavior well, then, for a while, right. and then now he's like he's slurping, chewing his soup or whatever. So obviously, if she notices a change, I mean, I'm really sensitive to stuff like this. It actually right. does drive me crazy. But also, they're having dinner together a lot. It is disgusting. I'm a I'm hard to like revile. Like yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm difficult to like gross out. I th- I think so. Yeah. My family, we have this guy open for dinner sometimes. Whenever I'm in Florida, his teeth fall in and out of his mouth while he's <gasps> eating. And you can hear it go up and down. And I'm like, and I'm like, <laughs> I can't eat like this. I can't. I, I, I And I didn't even think it was within me to feel that gross out. So I do understand where. Yeah. Would annoy the hell out of me. And then it gets in your head. You need to get your husband or boyfriend on your side. That's the you number one You need a teammate. Thing. And then you need the teammate to go to the mom. Moms annoy dads, okay? Because what you need is you need you go you go to your husband or boyfriend. Tell me if you hear it next time. Start with that. Don't go accusatory. Go, tell me if you hear it. Yeah. He'll come back, wow, I heard it. Or, yeah, I heard it. You got to tell your mom. And then he reports it to the mom. Hey, tell me if you hear the smacking. Then your mom will never stop yelling at your dad. That's, that's true. Because that's what moms do. Ronald, she might, you're smacking again. So that's the, what it will become. She might need, need some ammunition. Be, right. So she's like, oh, that's so disgusting. That's true because you, you can't be the one to say it, but also no. you shouldn't have to be the one to say it. You got to let it go up the vine of the family. Start with your fiance or significant, I'm sorry, the boyfriend. boyfriend. You go and you work your way to the mom and then the mom, you're smacking again. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Is that how you eat? Yeah. You know, that'll be, and then it'll be taken care of through a wife yelling at her husband in the classic sitcom way. Yeah, and if your boyfriend won't, then just you start doing it. Right, now every, every time, smacking. Every time you go yeah. out on a date with them, to be like, I don't notice anything. That's the passive-aggressive way to do right. it. Right. Yeah, yeah, because everybody... Like, you don't hear that? Ugh, it does, ugh. It's disgusting. It's gross. Yeah, you can't be going to dinner f- every week with that. No. Mm-hmm. Cat Temp, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is fantastic. Everyone, go buy Cat's book. You can't joke about that. Why everything is funny, nothing is sacred, and we're all in this together. Go, go, go. Hilarious comic. You're going to love this book. Kat, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Keith sending in. Ooh, I got indigestion. I almost smacked my lips on that. <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com. Back next week. Boom. <laughs>